You're listening to the Golden Mike Podcast with me, the noise of the North, Dan the Mano. This is a lifestyle podcast based loosely off the lake life. My goal is to give listeners an opportunity to share an experience of wakeboarding, the athletes, music, art, and just about anything going on in the world of me, the noise of the North. So now join me and my people each and every week as we bring you the Golden Mike Podcast. Well, welcome everybody to our third podcast, folks. This is Dano the Mano, the noise of the North, the ultimate vocal athlete. Yep, that's right. I went there, guys. Uh, Our guest uh, today, here inside the studio loft in the Dr. Phillips neighborhood, here in Orlando, Florida, it's Hyperlights franchise player, Jim Delacrim, Jimmy LaRich. Yeah, Dana. Thanks for having me, buddy. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you here with us, Jim. And uh, we got a full interview set up, and we'll get to that in just a few moments. But uh, first things first, I'm stoked. We finally have the website up and running, noiseofthenorth.com. Obviously, you folks know about that already as, um, well, this is the only place right now where you can actually listen to the Golden Mike podcast. So pretty cool. And we're stoked to have that. Guys, please send emails, comments, constructive, and the occasional non-constructive criticism uh, to my new email address. That's goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. Goldenmike, G-O-L-D-E-N-M-I-C at noiseofthenorth.com. Feel free to send ideas and requests. We got Jimmy LaRich sitting here. What's going on, Jim? I think you may be taking it a little over the top. I'm not sure. <laughs> With the website? The Golden Mike. I, I feel like I've heard Golden Mike a few times. Yeah, well. That'll happen. That will happen. All right, before we get to the interview, let's talk about this past weekend. I hit Overton's Battle of the Brands, rode up to North Carolina with a good pal of yours, Adam Arrington from Team Ronix, and uh, uh, his... Well, the Southeast rep, Brett Hargrave. And uh, that was a lot of fun, a long drive, about eight or nine hours. I'm sure uh, I'm sure a lot of the Florida folks have done that in the past. Day one, we were at Hexagon Wake Park. That was this last Friday. The Battle of the Brands is a cool event. It brings together um, all kinds of different wakeboard manufacturers and boat manufacturers and all the athletes and some factory reps and gives just the average Joe the opportunity to, to ride the boards, try the boats, and interact with the athletes. So getting back to day number one, we were at Hexagon Wake Park. Uh, Hyperlight Rider was out there. Cole Vanthoff was there with uh, the rep, Eddie Beverly. Uh, Slingshot had Ollie Derome out there on Friday. It was a lot of fun. Liquid Force had a, a load of, of riders out there. Sean Watson was there, a good pal of yours, Jimmy, one of your best friends. The devil. Oh, yeah. Um, so Watson was there, Aaron Reed. Danny Hampson, Daniel Grant, Stephen Pierce. And that's who I can remember off the top of my head. It was a cool event. Uh, I actually shoe skied a little bit at the cable and took a, a wakeboard run. Hexagon is a sick park. They got the unit rail set up out there. And uh, I could get used to it. It was fun. Day two was at Falls Lake outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, that day was the lake day. Bob Sovin came out. We swapped Bob Sovin for Sean Watson. Or we shot, we swapped Sean Watson for Bob Sovin. Um, I got to take a trick ski run with Bob Sovin, which was a lot of fun. We rode behind the G23, massive wake. Um, I really enjoyed Overton's Battle of the Brands because they didn't necessarily have me out there as a contest announcer. There was no contest. I was more or less hanging out with the fans, directing traffic, letting everybody know what, ha- what was going on. I got a handful of opportunities to ride on that Saturday. Took some wake surf runs behind uh, Taiga, G23, and uh, took a few trick runs as well. So it was a lot of fun. Thank you to the guys from from Overton's and, of course, Ronix and Hyperlight and Slingshot and Liquid Force, Cove, Wake Surfers. Let's see, who am I forgetting? Inland, uh, Inland Wake Surfers were out there as well. And uh, all the boat manufacturers as well for, for putting on a great event. I tell you what, Dan, that, that sounds like it was a lot of fun. Yeah, honestly, it was. It was, it was a lot of fun. and I, I hope to be invited back next year. That was 
my kind of event. And if if I do go back next year, it would be cool if you, me, and Adam made a little road trip ourselves. That would be fun. Road trips are fun, for sure. For sure. All right, guys. Well, that's it for that. And here in just a few moments, we're going to be back with the interview with the one and only Jim Delacrem, Jimmy LaRich. The Golden Mike Podcast is brought to you by Performance Ski and Surf in Orlando, Florida. Get the best deals online at www.perfski.com. Here we are. Jimmy LaRich, we're sitting down. The studio loft, Dr. Phillips, Orlando, Florida. You're on my side of the town. How you doing, Jim? Yeah, great, man. Thanks for having me. Up in the studio, my boy Dan. Yeah, well, sort of studio. It's makeshift studio. Right, it's doing the trick. Yeah, uh, it's been a good afternoon so far. I appreciate you for being my third guest on the Golden Mike podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm yep. very excited. Yeah, well, I know you are. Um, we had a great dinner. We stopped at Tijuana Flats. We it's, did. It is did. Taco Tuesday today. Great deal. We had some cheap tacos, and I, uh, I believe that wasn't the first time you were at Tijuana Flats today, was it? <laughs> no, I. Uh, it's Tuesday, man. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, and and I had a bunch of rides behind the boat today. I woke up at like nine thirty this morning and and hit the Butler chain for a little shred. And uh, had a busy day, you know? Busy day, Hungry Dano. Hungry Dano. Hungry, <laughs> Hungry Dano. No doubt. So, um, great to have you here with us, Jim. And I've got a full interview set up here. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about wakeboarding, maybe a little bit not about wakeboarding, maybe a little bit about wakeboarding, and um, also a little impromptu barefoot talk. We're going to get to that a little bit later on. Sounds, that sounds really good. Because to me. you decided to do a lot of smack talking to the crew during dinner. Hey man, I haven't hung out with Thomas DeGasperi a lot, and I wanted to come off See, like a cool guy. You know what uh, I mean? Okay, I I can't believe you're dropping names right here already. Thomas DeGasperi. I, I look at I you. I had dinner with Thomas DeGasperi. Well, we both we both had. Well, dinner. you were there, but yeah. I had dinner with Thomas. DeGasperi. For anybody who doesn't know who Thomas DeGasperi is, well, he is going to be a guest on the show very soon here, but he is a professional water skier. He's a two-time uh, slalom world champion, and he's he's one of the guys bra- uh, bridging the gap between water skiing and wakeboarding. I mean, he's... Mm-hmm. A lot of wakeboarders don't hang out with too many water skiers, professionally-wise, but T-Gas is a guy that everybody seems to get along with. You know, it's it's kind of changing nowadays, Dan. Yeah. You know, you see a lot of, like, you know, the Wilson brothers and, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's kind of changing. Yeah, I don't think that whole idea of, oh, you're a skier, or, I'm a, or you're a boarder, I'm a skier, and vice versa, I, I, don't, I don't really see well, I too think, much of that anymore. I think wakeboarders still hate skiers. Skiers are just... Coming along to wakeboarders, you know, they're trying to... But do you hate... Do you... <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I love skiers. Are you kidding me? But I like... You know what I like is, you know, the girl. The girl skiers. Oh, yeah. Little lady skiers and masters. Right? Do you have any favorites? I mean, I... Masters is coming up. I don't want to... I don't want to give away my... Your picks for the year? <laughs> I understand. I understand. So... As long as we're on water skiing here, and you being a toad water sports superstar, that's that's the way I like to refer to skiers and guys like myself. Well, I'm not a superstar, but just toad water sports enthusiasts. As I choose to water ski, but I do announce for pro wakeboarding. I'm very involved in wakeboarding. Have you ever water skied? The only times I've ever water skied uh, was to learn how to kick a ski, to learn how to barefoot, which was... When I told you that I was gonna come for you, I was gunning for you to beat you at your own contest. And that contest, of course, is Feet on Fire, and which he stopped doing the year after. Feet on Fire still goes on; it just doesn't happen here in Orlando. And maybe one day it will make its return. But the year that you did come at me at Feet on Fire, we didn't draw each other's names. We and didn't. trust me, that year I was a little bit. I was. I was definitely relieved a little bit when I didn't draw your name at Feet on Fire. But at the same time, that last feet on fire was very choppy, very rough. It was. I do give you credit, though. I did make my kick. You made your kick. And didn't you take somebody legit out? No, I came close, though. Oh, do you it remember was, who uh, you went against? 
I feel like his name is Chet or Rhett or something. He probably was name. a Chet. Who knows? <laughs> it definitely was not Chip. It was Chip. No. Yeah. You. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 Chip. You took. Uh, Chip took you out. Chip. Chet. Yeah. Chip. Our Same na- thing. Your neighbor. Your no. neighbor. Chip. Yes. The guy that, that used to that... drive around the the Hummer. The. He still the, got it. Not the camouflage anymore. Uh, does it? No, it's not camo anymore. So. Oh. All right, so I got my. I can never find that thing. I can never see it. Well, yeah, well, it camo. It's it's a camo. It's a camo Hummer. So, he was doing camo Hummers before. <laughs> I guess they never really came into style. <laughs> so, let's get started here, man. Um, I got my start in towed water sports through and wakeboarding through water skiing. But when I started water skiing, there really wasn't much wakeboarding out there. You growing up. You had that choice. Um, you said you didn't start. You didn't start as a water skier. So how did you get started in wakeboarding? Yeah, you know most people start um, water skiing, and their family water skis, or you live on a lake, or something like that, or go out on the boat. Um, I grew up really close to ski ricks in in Deerfield Beach, and that was a uh, incredible. I mean, it wasn't even. It was a totally different way to grow up in the water sports industry, and it was really cool. I mean, summers we'd go and hang out all day, and I had my best friends there, and you know we uh, spent a lot of time there. I had a boot tan for a long time. Living the lake life. Living lake the lake life. life. Lake so, life. so you hashtag you, you got started as a cable rider. Yes. So when did you? break into boat riding i uh i set a few goals on the cable um on the cable tour it was a little different back then it was uh but yeah they they had a junior men's division and um i wanted to win that and then after that i was kind of just gonna set it aside cable and uh and work on trying to become more of a boat rider well at that time cable riding wasn't really looked at the way it is today it didn't really have the momentum that it's got going on so it's crazy it's good to see where it's at now but i mean where where it was at that point there was no there really wasn't much of a future you know it was more of just a it's not not future but uh career it's no secret that a lot of boat riders looked at, at cable wakeboarding in the early days. I'm talking about the late 90s, early 2000s, even mid-2000s. Well, the thing about cable wakeboarding was there wasn't much rails and features on, on the water. On, you know, Obviously, OWC did, but uh, what, what kind of features did Ski Rixon have? Not many. Started? Not many. Yeah, it was just, it was, I hit that uh, same old kicker. A lot of times. Yeah, but now you go down to Ski Rixon in Deerfield Beach, and it's a it's a full on uh, weight yeah. park. Yeah, they're killing it down there. So. They got a really cool spot. So what always impressed me was the fact that you came from the cable side. You started in boat, and then as an amateur rider, you became a national and world champion, right? Yeah. And well, that was in, in junior junior men's wakeboarding behind the boat, of course. Yeah, I uh, the first contest I entered bigger contest was nationals what year was that Uh, probably 2004 i'd say boys division indianapolis could have been yep that sounds about right because my first year announcing nationals was in 2005 in kenosha wisconsin yeah So. so it was the last year it it was the it was the last year before we went back to that spot in indiana so indianapolis so how did you compete in the boys division? How did you do back then? Uh, I think I got third. It was me, Reed, and Bob. What a lineup! This is pretty funny if you look at it now. Yeah, well, who'd have thought Reed Hansen? You're talking about Reed Hansen. Who Reed won. Yeah, he was a great wakeboarder. And now he's. Oh, it's just crazy. It's funny. There's there's a handful of the wake skaters that that can actually get onto a wakeboard and ride oh, them yeah. pretty dang well. I'd love to see Grub show us what's up. Oh yeah, well Grub Grub is an amazing waterman in general. Yeah. I mean, the guy can surf, he can water ski. The guy can ski. The guy can slalom. Like. Oh, yeah. He's a he's bad to the bone. All right, so you did, you were in the boys' division in 2004. Um, 2005, I believe, you started breaking into junior men. 
around that period of time. You and I became friends. I remember giving you a lot of motivational speeches mm-hmm. in the first couple of years. You know, my first Nationals was 2006, but my first King of Wake season as the announcer was really 2006. And I think that's when, like, guys like you and I started becoming friends. Took you under my wing a little bit. You did. Yeah, helped you out. Um, when did you when would when did you start getting your first real sponsors? Um, my first sponsor. Well, my first legit sponsor um, was Fox, and that was when I was uh, right out of boys, going into junior men. So. Um, Todd Hicks saw yeah. something in you, huh? Mr. Hicks, he's the man. You know, yeah. he uh, he. Uh, he takes care of, of us all really well. So, hey, I'm, but I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, Hyperlight. I signed with Hyperlight. Um, like a three year deal when I, right when I turned sixteen. And you, you, I mean, I remember you were loaded with with stickers on the board. I remember you had you had the battle that season with um, AJ Rassinelli. Yeah. I remember you were battling with him as a junior rider. Yeah. Um. I remember a whole handful of sponsors knocking on your door around that around those period of times. Well, once once I uh, landed Hyperlight, it kind of made it a little easier to, you know, um, start talking to other people. And once you get a solid board sponsor, that's basically your your. Uh, I wouldn't say in, but it's your it's definitely your ground base to working towards other sponsors, and other sponsors kind of start noticing you. A little bit more, I I would say. So once you got all your sponsors, you, you won junior nationals, junior worlds. You broke into the pro the pro ranks, right? Mm-hmm. And your first major win was bro stock, right? Yeah. And yes, you and you you won that contest using your lethal weapon, <laughs> which is the uh, switch heel nine, right? <laughs> I mean, that's your money maker. How much is. money is the switch heel nine? I don't know. Made you over the years. Just give me a guesstimate. Ten thousand dollars? Well, I won twenty at that contest. Twenty thousand dollars with just and that was the first that was the first big one. I mean that was the first win from a heel nine. And 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 you won Brostock once or twice? Once. Once. Back when it was uh big prize money. And I was young. That was crazy. Big prize money now and a big party. It's uh yeah it's 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 pretty crazy. <laughs> what's what's your favorite contest? Um, that's hard to say. You know, Wake Open last year was really fun. I love uh I like events like that. I like you know being able to because I did come from cable. I like being able to you know ride in cable and boat events. So I think for this next year nationals is going to be a big event you know where they're doing it at bsr where yeah. you ride the cable and the boat and and I, I love that i think that's going to be a big part of the sport i think it's going to head that way where contests are going to have to be able to utilize a cable park or some sort of rail park because you know i mean you gotta you gotta somehow start changing yeah. well absolutely Evolving. And I'm I'm gonna touch a little bit about some of the stuff that's going on within our, within our industries in the King of Wake tour, um, in just a moment here. Um, so so last year was the first year that we did where we actually had cable and boat nationals put together at the same mm-hmm. event that was in Ohio. We mm-hmm. were at Cincinnati. Yeah, we were in Cincinnati. But I'm trying to think. Wake of, Nation. Wake Nation. We were at Wake Nation for for the cable nationals. And then, of course, uh, Voice of America Park for the for the Boat Nationals. Do you like that park? I, I like the venue. I just like being in the Midwest. I think that people up there really, really appreciate toad water sports and wakeboarding in general. Does it have to do with the name at all? Voice of America? Well, I'm, I'm the noise of the North, who happens to be the voice of pro wakeboarding. <laughs> but In Voice of America. Yeah, in the Voice of America Park. Yeah, absolutely. Um would would you say people categorize you as a contest rider? Um, I don't really know. I think I I guess I guess probably. Um, how do you feel about that? I I don't mind either way. I like riding contests for sure. 
they're fun. I mean, it's always fun to go and see where you rank or, you know, and push push yourself to try to ride differently than you just ride at home. I think it's, it's makes the sport what it is, especially now with, you know, the cable events and the way they're doing those and the way the, the boat events are changing around a little bit, so... I'm I've all, like I'm hoping that in the near future we're not only going to be like showing up to the pro wakeboard tour stop and riding boat, but there's going to be like a 2.0 cable setup at the other side of, mm-hmm. of the course and that'd be the best. Yeah, I, I think I think eventually here we are going to go into that direction because at BSR for nationals this year it's going to work out perfect because yeah. you do have a cable park and a boat lake big enough to to hold a wakeboard contest on the same property. Granted, it is a massive property. It's good, too, because it's separate. Um, from what I saw when I was there last, the cable is, is kind of, you know, on the opposite side of the park as yeah. the boat lake. So, yeah. so you're going to have to shuffle, yeah. which I think is going to be good. You know, people aren't going to be just hanging out of the cable all day or just at the boat lake all day. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a really, really, really cool event. Definitely. And... Um, that's actually going to be stop number two on a new series of events for this season, the Nautique Wake Series. Nautique, of course, is a sponsor of yours. I want to talk real quick. As a past junior champion, how did you feel coming into the season, uh, coming into the season hearing that the Pro Tour was going to drop the junior program for the year as well as the two stops of pro women wakeboarding? Yeah, I thought, I thought that was really interesting. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard the full story, but from, from what I can understand, I, I think it's kind of, I don't know, I, th- I definitely think it sucks. I mean, juniors is such a cool division to watch because no one is getting paid to go and ride junior men, you know, maybe one or two guys, but juniors is fun because, you know, they're, they're putting it all on the line. The family, you know, they're all together. They're flying to the contest, you know. I mean, it adds up, and, like, these kids are putting it all in the line just to try to live their dream. So I think it's always fun watching these those kids ride. So I think it's good that, um, you know, Nautique stepped up and are doing more events this year, and I think that'll just get better and better. So... This year, it's going to be, well, it's already happened, the Nautique Wake Games. Mm-hmm. That's stop number one of the Nautique Wake Series. Then the second stop is going to be the Nationals. And they've got a new event happening here in Orlando. Wake Open. Yep, and that one should be fun, too. And that's going to bring all age brackets as well, from 9 and under all the way up to the Veterans 40 and up division. Definitely. So that, that should be a lot of fun. And then, of, of course, I think Wake Stock is going to cap off the entire series. So yep. do, you, do you plan on being at all four? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Could you see yourself becoming the first ever Nautique uh, Wake Series champion? Oh, I guess there is there an overall? There's going to be an overall, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Should be fun. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> um, who did you look up to as a rider growing up? Well, Dano, I just got a Tinder match. <laughs> Would you look at that? If you wouldn't mind, I'll take a look at it. Oh, uh, uh, what, what were you saying? Who, who did you look? Who did you look up to? It? Uh, and a uh, quick message from one of our sponsors. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That's that's pretty awesome, Jim. You you def, you definitely have a reputation in the industry as a party guy. You you do like to have a good time, but I give you credit, man. When it comes down to work. When it comes down to to riding contests and looking awesome, you always do it. How do you balance it? Uh, or is it more of a? Or is it more of just a smoke and mirrors? Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. Totally. So you're not the Russell Brand of the wakeboard industry. No, I wish. <laughs> yeah, I know. That'd be super cool. So do I. I think we'd be hanging out a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So. What riders, or what rider in general, did you look up to growing up? Um, I think I had a few riders, you know, like, 
Um, Parks, obviously, is a dude that everyone's always looked up to. And uh, Danny, Rusty. Rusty kind of came along later, but Danny and Parks were the two. I mean, Danny, I would watch his video parts over and over and try to just, I mean, slow down and watch and visualize trying to do some of the stuff that he does. And he's, an, I mean, just such a insane rider. It was a, it's cool watching him and trying to take, take, a, take a little bit of that. And then when you actually, before you bought your house here in Orlando, you moved up, you moved out to Claremont and you lived with Rusty Malinowski. I'm sure you yep. had, you had a lot of opportunity to ride with Parks and ride with Danny. Yeah, yeah. We all did a lot of riding. Um, me and Rusty did a lot of riding. Rusty rides a lot. So who, who inspires you today? Um, everyone really does, you know, like it's, it's crazy. Like, I mean... We knew weight games was going to be insane because all the juniors are moving up and um, everyone's riding good and everyone's hungry for wins and and uh, but it was insane, right? I mean, watching like everyone was killing it. I don't even feel like there was many falls throughout the weekend. No, like, the 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 contest really just it it cruised through and yeah, the level. Of, of riding right now. The consistency, now. Yeah. The, it's insane. So really just watching everyone. I mean, everyone's got their own flair and something in their run or something that they're doing right now or, you know, whether it's, I don't know, it, you know, everyone's just riding really well. So it's kind of... Well, what's interesting is it was the first event of the season and it happened. I know they're a sponsor of yours and... I, Love the the brand and everybody there is so amazing, you know, but you know, the boat it's it's starting to live up to the hype. The G twenty three, you know, and 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 I have I've got this in my notes here. I wanted to talk about the the new G twenty one with you and, and even the G twenty five, which came out a little bit after mm-hmm. the the G twenty three. But I mean, is it still changing the game? <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Those guys at Nautiques are just so smart and so creative. And I mean, when I sit in my boat, it's perfect. I mean, there's nothing that I would change about it. I mean, and then you ride behind it and you're like, well, okay, yeah, that's, I mean, that's better. Is this, is this a sales pitch? <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't even have to sell it. You just, just go and ride behind one. And, and then you're you're hooked. I mean, everyone, everyone that's ridden behind a G23 will tell you that it's the honest to gosh best thing out there. And I know at dinner you were showing me some some like footage, a little a little bit of of what you guys were doing today. And I know you were just messing around and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, every piece of that wake is almost perfect. From oh. you know from from five feet behind the from five feet behind the boat all the way to 105 feet behind the boat. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's really amazing. Surfing, we're surfing today, and we're... Uh, You're doing a little hybrid. Yeah, it's actually called wake surfboarding. Wait, wake surfboarding? So what is it? Can you explain? Wake surfboarding. Oh, wake surf. Are you sure it's not called wake surf wakeboarding? Wake surfboarding. Wake surfboarding. Oh, there's a dash in between the surf. Just more like a... Yeah, like a... Maybe just a dash. pause. So what what exactly is it? It's wakeboarding at wake surf speeds, which I honestly think you might be able to do in a contest. Like I don't, I don't wonder if there's a rule saying like if I went up there and I was like, yeah, uh, eleven two for my speed, and then can you hook me up with the NSS at uh at three? Put that on three, and then the NCRS on four. I mean, what would they say? I don't really think they could. And now that you can switch the NSS back and forth, I can just switch it, and I could, you know, do my trick from that side. And yeah, but I don't it, know. How well, actually, it might actually it might work in your favor because then you'd probably be able to get like eighty tricks in with the yeah. line length so short. Yeah, it'd be a long pass. So, Jim, are you working on any new tricks behind that G twenty three? Yeah, you know, right now it's kind of the time of year to just try to keep everything kind of consistent and just 
just kind of cruising, you know, through the first couple contests. And then um, I have some downtime in July. And I'm going to really take that time to film and put put uh, put some double ups uh, up on clear and uh, and see what I can't do. I'm not, I got a couple tricks in mind, but who knows? You know, I could see them in my head, but you go and try them on the water and doesn't doesn't seem as uh doesn't seem as easy you know yeah well it uh, it's hard for me to even fathom half the stuff you guys do out there and i've been on the water for a long long time and still i mean it's it boggles my mind but hey it's called progression you know really yeah. so um wake brothers the tv show uh Season almost a full season. You were featured on it. Was Wake Brothers your idea? It was. Really? Yeah. I uh, you know I contacted MTV and I was like, I know you know first of all one of the most incredible, outgoing people, Phil Sovin and his brother Bob. I think you should really utilize these guys in a TV show and you know. I know, I know that you're. Being... MTV isn't calling me anymore. Let's just put it <laughs> that way. Yeah, I know you're being sarcastic, but I, I, I slightly remember you and Adam. I have deja vu right now, like crazy. Really? Just throwing that that's, out there. That, that's cool. It's that's weird. That's a good thing. Okay. I slightly remember you and Adam Arrington and JD Webb talking about getting an RV and hitting the road and filming the whole thing. Yeah, we were gonna do that um, before, before Fuel TV. Decided not to be Fuel TV anymore. We uh we had that idea, and you know it's it's a tough thing. You know I think they did a really good job with what what they were given the uh, Wake Brothers. Uh, Wake guys. Brothers, yeah. You know these. I mean, not. I don't think a lot of people have that same opinion that you have. But I I watched a, I I watched a lot of the filming of the show, and they should have they should have filmed us when they were trying to get us to be quiet when they were trying to film. I mean the stuff that happened behind the scenes of at Phil's house. I mean we were there for hours. I mean hilarious. Like Phil freaking out. Yeah, Bob I, just I, pushing his buttons so hard. And then like Rusty running around and I mean we it was just some of the things that were said off camera were 10 times funnier than the stuff that was I mean going well on. I, I probably obviously off camera I mean it's when the real you came out. It wasn't. For, it definitely. I, that's where they would have gotten their reality well, TV. I mean, watching the show, it just seemed like so much of the Wake Brothers was was written and choreographed. You know, and a lot of the oh, stuff, yeah. knowing you guys, I, I could see where it where it stemmed from, but it seemed almost like it was something that maybe you had the idea for, and then they put their twist on it, which diluted it completely. And a lot of people know Phil and Bob really well throughout the wakeboarding industry. So, you know, it's kind of hard. I mean, people know him really well. So when they see him on TV, they're like, oh, that's not the Bob I know. You know, that's not. So, I mean, a lot of people know those guys really well. So it kind of makes it a little more difficult in there. Did it, was did that show do anything for anybody? Um, Positive or negative? Yeah. <laughs> it got it got Bob and Phil like thirty thousand followers on Instagram. They got them some Instagram followers. Um, they they really hate each other. I'll tell you that. That's, I mean, I don't know if they still hate each other, but they were hating each other for a while there. It was. It seemed like it was a stressful situation. Yeah, Bob. It's, Bob got out of Bob bought a fifth wheel. <laughs> you know what I mean. Now he's living in Josh Palmer's front yard. Oh yeah, I can't wait to get Bob on the show. That's yeah. unbelievable. One of the most recognizable faces in our sport lives in a trailer. <laughs> it's better than living in a van down by the river. It is right. <laughs> so, um, you're a traveler. You've been traveling for a long, long time. You've been all over. Let's start off with America. What's the best place to go in the U.S. as far as a rider. What's your favorite spot, the spot that you you go back to, you visit at every single year? Home. 
<laughs> like Orlando home, or are you talking about my Boca fa- Raton? My, Orlando, Florida. My my favorite spot to go is home because we're traveling so much. My favorite spot to ride is Clear Lake. My favorite spot to be is at my house. You know, so I mean, I love traveling. I love being able to go everywhere, and I mean, I have a lot of favorite places, but. My ultimate favorite place to ride and to chill is my house. And I feel like I'm on vacation when I'm at my house, you know, so. Well, last year I was invited to go with you and the Fox team to Monaco, Wisconsin for, oh, yeah. for a That's big a demo. Place. And you've been doing that for for a long time. Yeah. You've been, you've been, well, when Fox first started doing that tour where they'd go through the Midwest, they originally stopped where I'm, where I'm from, in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. Yeah, and then did like five years now. Yep, yeah, but it was Long after way. you guys went to our water ski show in Twin Lakes, the Aquanuts, yep. and then after that you guys started going up to Minocqua mm-hmm. with the Minocqua bats. And last year I got to go out there with you guys. Yep. and You did great. That I did okay, but I still recall not being the last one to bed, which... I don't know about that. Those days are done. For me, I I used to pride. Did I? What did I used to pride myself on? When, when putting people to bed, putting people to sleep, tucking them in like little babies on the. I road, remember right? he told he told me about this. You're like, I'm just gonna put you to bed all week on this hyperlight trip, Jim. And I was sitting there, and I was just, my eyes were like rolling in the back of my head. And didn't and Ruck looked yeah. at me, and he's <laughs> like, he's like, Jim, are you just trying to stay awake so Dano can't tell you that he put you to bed tonight? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you should probably just go to bed. <laughs> the good, those were the good old days, man. That was, those are some great, great trips, man. God, um, that trip was what's, insane. What's the craziest country that you've been to? Um, me and Henshaw and Watson got to go to South Africa um, right before or right after the season last year. And it was incredible. So crazy. Well, it was incredible for me following that trip through Snapchat and Instagram and Twitter. It was mind-blowing. So I, mean, I can only imagine what it was like there. We were there for six days, and we went to, I mean, we went all over. We literally did not stop moving. We, It was insane. Very cool. I mean, our hashtag was, we're doing whatever we want. It's Africa. And, I mean, I don't think that's really a good way to look at it. But if we, I mean, it was kind of like that. Hey, I'm just, I'm just happy you guys made it back. Me too, man. Hey, who, who's uh, the best person to travel with? Uh, Watson, for sure, hands down. He has everything handled. You get off the plane, he's like, it's C12, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna C12. Get out. I mean, you can literally, I, he puts your bags in the car for you. Watson. Yeah, well, not purposely. He likes to configure things, you know, sure. put everything. And if they have to go on the roof, he's tying them on the roof. And me and Shane are just sitting there like, thanks, Watts. Oh, yeah. You know what? A year ago, Cinco de Mayo last year after cable stock, I ended up in Austin, Texas on 6th Street with Shane and Watson. Yeah. We we all had the same flight. We go to We go to 6th Street. We we actually we we partied for like three that was hours. Two years ago. No, this is last year. Yes, this is. Trust me, this is crazy. This isn't the year that I lost my wallet and phone. No, you weren't that cable stock last last uh, last year. And it was two years ago. Yep. But this this last year, I was out there, and and Shane and Watch were like, "Hey, we'll take you to the airport. We're gonna stop downtown and and uh, have a couple drinks before we head to the airport." And next thing I know. We're, we're partying on rooftops, and it's going wild. They get me to the airport about 5 in the afternoon. I get on the airplane. I immediately go to sleep. An hour later, I got Shane Bonifay. He's like, hey, Dano, you're going to be staying in Atlanta if you don't get off this airplane tonight. We've been sitting on the runway for an hour, and they've given us the option to uh, take a flight tomorrow or go to Atlanta, but there's no flights to Orlando. We went back down to 6th Street. Next thing I know, I find myself waking up in in a friend of mine that I know through Spring Break's hotel room that I didn't even know was there. 
Wow. Shane, I guess I'm sleeping on the, on the side of a building, and Shane Bonifay runs into an old neighbor of his that lives in California now, and they found me sleeping on 6th Street on the side of a building, standing up, of course, and they and uh, Shane, Shane sent me to their hotel. Next morning, though, believe it or not, Shane showed up to the airport, 6 a.m., had my bags. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was un- I don't know if I do believe that. Trust me. It happened. It happened. So who's the worst person to travel with? Shane. <laughs> For sure. Hands down. He's the worst. Because he's like, you know how I said Watson gets you to your gate. He gets the rental car all set up. He's got the hotel dialed. He knows that you have two beds in your room and stuff like that. Shane has traveled with Watson for the last, I don't know, 12 years. So now when Shane goes with like someone like me, he just expects everything to be, you know, he expects me to be putting his bags. And You're like, I'm no valet, Shane. And I'm like, hey, man, I wish Sean was here too, but he's not. Yeah. Be like, some, hey, be like, hey, this weekend we have to wipe. Our own butts. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> no. Um, Very fun to travel with. So we got you here for just a, a few more minutes. And um, I want to ask you, if you could say you've had one major career highlight, it doesn't have to be a contest victory or anything, but one major career highlight, what would it be? Um... I guess uh, I guess having a pro model wakeboard is one of my big highlights. I always wanted, you know, something with my name on it and a pro model and stuff like that. And now I've got two shapes, and that I think that's one and of the boots. biggest. Yeah, and having a signature line is probably the highlight of my career, I would have to say. I wanted to ask you... Um... System boots and bindings from Hyperlite. You guys are the only ones doing that. It's kind of like the snowboard mm-hmm. boot and binding setup. Um, what are your thoughts? And the question I, I want to ask you is, uh, you've got system boot binding pro model setup, signature mm-hmm. series. Um, were you always on board with the idea? Uh, I wouldn't say I was always on board. I was always open to it. And I was newer to the Hyperlite team at the point that these started to really get well not newer but I was younger so when these really started to get talked about and you know when they brought them out in the boat and I looked at them I was just like man this is just so weird so bizarre you know it's like the first time I saw a closed toe boot right you know times 10 it was just like what? Well, then you can imagine how I felt the first time I saw a closed toe boot in 1998 <laughs> for wakeboarding. But, but so, so so now so now you you fast forward a couple years later. You well, guys... it was really just I mean it was that day once once you rode them you realized that they're they were good you know they were really good. So with tweaks and over the years they've only gotten better and better and and now I I can't imagine riding anything else like. I always used to have ankle problems with the older boots, and I don't anymore. I mean, knock on wood, I I feel I love my boots for sure. Very cool. Well, hopefully people can uh, try them out for themselves. I know anybody in Orlando can go up to performance, mm-hmm. ski and surf, and demo a pair of those. And Ask Mr. Bill Porter. Mr. Bill where Porter. The, where the Mayor Jim's at. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just in performance last week. Picked up a pair of sunglasses, and uh, next week um, he's got a whole bunch of O'Neal coming in, so I'm going to pick up a heater top. I'm looking forward, unless you've got one laying around the house. I don't. And even if you did, right? (laughs) No. Um, In the next couple of months, if anybody listening to the podcast wants to, to catch up with you, Jimmy, maybe get your autograph or have you kiss their baby, where can they see you? Where are you going to be? Um, I'm going to be doing the Atlanta tour stop and then I'm pretty sure I'm headed over to Feast after that and then Bro Stock and then Texas for some clinics. I'm gonna be up in the northwest for some clinics this summer. I'm gonna be doing um all the triple crowns the cable triple crowns. 
and then um I'm forgetting some all the and then all the uh Nautique wake events too. So cool. Uh do you have a major goal for the season? Stay healthy. That's really the best I can really ask for, but I'm just pushing to try to have, you know, maybe a little bit of a different run and you know, it's I I would like to not, you know, it'd be great to get some good finishes this year, but it's also I'd like to have someone walk away, you know, thinking that that was a cool pass, you know, yep. or a cool run I put together. Yeah, I think I think people already think that. You you're my favorite trick in your run is that big shifty 180 that you've been doing. It's so crazy, but if I don't do that first trick, I get so thrown off because I and if I do it bad, I can just count it as a throwaway run. It's a bummer. It's weird, you know. Like I, I, I like missed the grab, and I'm like, oh, this whole run's. Well, no. I'm looking forward to a couple of weeks to seeing you in Atlanta, back on the water, the Mastercraft Pro Wakeboard Tour, and uh, your big, shifty 180 <laughs> out into the flats. This should be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. All right, just in case you did uh, miss any of your uh, future appearances or whatnot. Uh, let everybody out there know how they can find you through social media, Twitter, Instagram, Tinder, whatever. Yeah, uh, Tinder, just swipe right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know because I don't have it. Yeah, right. I really don't, man. And then... Um, Yet. Yeah, Twitter is just Jimmy LaRich. And then uh, my Instagram is Jim underscore shot underscore it. Jim underscore shot underscore it. You know what we'll do? We'll post it on the website. Let's do that. Can we do that? We'll do that. I'm looking at the producer right now. Some would say, that's better. That is that is better. That is better. Well, Jimmy, I want to thank you for joining me here on the Golden Mike podcast. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. And yes, this is our third podcast. So we did, we tried to keep it pretty politically correct. But we'll see. We'll, let's have you back for... Episode 103. Mm. Get real down and down to the gritty. Actually, let's have, gritty. let's have you back before that because that means we won't have you back for two years. So let's have you back episode, let's say, 53. 33? We'll figure it out. It'll be soon. Do it, you know this many people? It won't be. I figure I know a lot of people, Jim. <laughs> I know a lot of people. I've been... I've been I've been in the game for a long, long time. You Had know it. a lot of fun. Yes. Jimmy, once again, I want to thank you for being here with us. Thank and you, Dan. Thank you. And uh, if any of you guys have any questions or comments for Jimmy or myself, please send all emails to goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. That's my new email. Very cool. Yes. And um, I will relay all of the messages to... The human statue, as I like to call you, Jim. Yeah, that's true. Uh, some of the most chiseled abs in the game. Some of the most chiseled. Oh, yeah. Uh, once again, guys, that email address is goldenmike, spelled G-O-L-D-E-N-M-I-C, at noiseofthenorth.com. We got future events and uh, much, much more coming up next on the Golden Mike Podcast. For more than two decades, Performance Ski and Surf in Orlando, Florida has been the one-stop shop for towed water sports enthusiasts from all around the world. Whether you're an aspiring amateur athlete or the top-rated pro rider, Performance has you covered. Come check out our Sand Lake Road location in Orlando, Florida, less than 10 minutes from the Orlando International Airport or Check them out online at www.perfski.com. So cool having Jim Larich in the studio loft with us here today, and I, I really appreciate him for coming out here. One of my favorite guys, I, I spent a lot of time uh, running around causing a lot of mischief with that. Corrupt. <laughs> corrupting. No, come on. Poor little... You were Jim. Hey, you were the last. Poor little baby Jim. You were the last, my friend. You were the last. But um, nonetheless, great to have Jimmy out here. Uh, guys, I want to talk about some upcoming events, uh, spots where you guys can meet and greet with me or uh, some of my best friends. May 8th 
through the 10th. That's this weekend. In fact, tomorrow morning I head out to the Texas Ski Ranch, New Brumfels, Texas, right outside of Austin for Cable Stock, which is going to be an amazing event as always. Uh, brings out amateurs and pros. On Mother's Day, which is May 11th, I'm going to be hanging out in Austin, Texas, out on Lake Travis with a good pal of mine, Kat Laird. Uh, she won the Veterans Women's Division a couple weeks ago at the Nautique Weight Games. She's she's super, super cool. Uh, Mother's Day, of course, May 11th. The following weekend, May 16th and May 17th, Ackworth, Georgia, for the Mastercraft Pro Wakeboard Tour. All right, well, Memorial Day weekend. I'm going to be heading out to Pine Mountain, Georgia, Callaway Gardens for the Nautique Masters of Wakeboarding and Water Skiing. If you're going to be in Orlando that weekend by any chance, uh, May 23rd, it's a Friday night, downtown at The Social here in Orlando, Florida, my good pal Eric Ruck and his band The Stereotype are going to be headlining, so you're definitely going to want to check that out. I'm actually going to be posting a video from Ruck's band on the website, noiseofthenorth.com, very, very soon here. Um, So Memorial Day is May 26th. I've spent the last nine Memorial Days in a car driving back from the Masters. Who knows? Maybe this year we'll we'll hang out for another night and drive back Tuesday. Uh, The following weekend, May 31st, the gravel tour with performance ski and surf caps off the month, and that should be... A really good time and another great event and hopefully we'll we'll see you out there Jimmy if you're if you happen to be in town nonetheless my friends it's been another great show I want to thank Jimmy LaRich once again for joining us out here guys I want to let you know if you want to follow me on social media you can check out my Instagram page at Dano T Mano once again on Instagram at Dano T Mano on Twitter at the Dano T Mano. And if you just want to email me, shoot that email to goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. Well, for Jim LaRich, this is Dano the Mano, Noise of the North. I want to thank you guys for joining me on my third Golden Mike podcast. Yeah, baby. Peace.